Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Ladies and gents, I am so glad you're here. And today we're in for a real treat. I am um, having a chat to Claire Ford, who is an education expert. She's a well-being entrepreneur and founder of Switched On, which is the clever curriculum for teens. And I tell you what, we're going to find out what that's all about today. So Claire, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Kai. It is so exciting to be here. Well, I think we, we were having a sort of chat sort of um, pre-recording. How do we motivate our children to keep that interest and keep that want, um, that sort of, dare I say it, thirst for knowledge, you know, for, for wanting to get them back into school? Claire, what do we do? How do we, how, you know, over to you, no pressure. <laughs> how, how, do we, <laughs> how do we help our children um, you know, as their parents, how do we guide them? Because we haven't a blooming clue what's going on ourselves. No, we? and this is exactly it. And I massively hear what you're saying, you know, and I felt this. And, you know, as a parent, well, and as an educator, but also as a parent, I realised that actually I'd kind of spent, spent the last 20 years of my life gearing towards this summer, as in getting my boys over these hurdles into the next phase, like giving myself a pat on the back for being, you know, the great parent that's managed the exams and the revision and the clubs and all the stuff that has to happen to get them to being motivated teenagers who can pass exams, right? And then this rug has totally just been whipped from under us <laughs> right yes, yes. and all this work that we've actually even subconsciously been putting into practice when I think of when I was actually pregnant with Alex one of the things we did was we we relocated one of the reasons we relocated was to be in a good catchment area for grammar school one of the reasons that we wanted to do that was to get him to where he is now this summer with getting decent A-level results right so you've been robbed. So we've been robbed. Yeah. We've been robbed as parents. Yes, of course, the children have been robbed. But let's not underestimate the emotional impact yeah. that this has had on parents of teenage children, yeah. right? Because everything that we've worked for, everything that we have considered success has yeah. been taken away. And we're being asked to now question how can we ensure our children are successful when we no longer have the same tick boxes, we no longer have the same path to travel down. We no longer have those things in place where we can stand and, you know, at barbecues and I can have a pims with a girlfriend and, you know, my husband can be flipping burgers and we can be, oh, well, of course, they're off to this and that place or, oh, yes, well, three A stars or, you know, and all of that, all of that's gone. Perhaps rightly, and that's a conversation for another day. We'll just box that, right? (laughs) I'm just going to just acknowledge and box that. 
But all of those things have been taken away. And this is why parents are so adrift. Now, we cannot, we cannot pretend to our teenagers that we know the answers to these questions. Yeah. That is the worst thing, in my humble opinion, that we can do. Because they can sniff out BS like mm-hmm. anything, right? Mm-hmm. Now, and it's something that we will, so dare I say it, guilty of up until now, weren't we? Absolutely. Because it's the, this is the model, follow this, do what I say, because people have been doing it for years and years and years, and this is the system, and this is how it works. And yeah. the system's gone, hasn't it? Gone. Gone, completely gone. And therefore, what we can offer as parents and what we can offer as educators is no longer A, valid or B, useful. Yeah. Right? It's no longer valid or useful. So what you or I think our teenagers should be doing is already outmoded, outdated and irrelevant. Yeah. And so therefore, we have to find a different way as parents and educators to support these young people going into an unknown future where we can no longer say, oh, well, you know, your great grandfather always did that. And well, everybody in our, everybody in our family's lawyers or, you know, uh, oh, well, somebody knows somebody who can give you work experience. Well, tough shit. You can't go to work experience because you're on lockdown. But Irrelevant. Yeah, in fairness, and, you know, this is what we're talking about is very, very relevant. But across the board, the future is uncertain. Yes. Across the board, we, you know, we have never, well, yes, we've always worked with guidelines, but I mean, trying to sort of, you know, steer our kids anyway is a bit of an unknown path. And, and you know, we don't know, even if we're, we're listening to this in a, in a year's time, we still, I think maybe this is an opportunity for us to sort of pull our socks up and mm-hmm. actually not rely on the old ways of doing, because as, as you sort of said, the old ways of sort of doing a, a history anyway aren't they you know Absolutely. working in a bank for life and sort of this is the way grandpa used to do it I mean that that regardless of lockdown is not the way that we should be operating anyway surely no absolutely I couldn't agree with you more and this has totally lifted the lid and what this has lifted the lid on is that we as parents need to step up and take responsibility for paying more attention to the education that our young people are getting that's the first thing. We can't just send them to school and go, oh, well, that's done. We can't just pay extra money to send them to a really good school and give ourselves a pat on the back and say, well, that's done even better. No, it's not. That's not. What do we do? That's not the case. What we do is we have to, we have to think about, and this is why I've created this clever curriculum, we have to think outside the box. We have to think about, okay, we, we can do some research and we can have a look and we can talk, we can listen to podcasts and we can find out information. What is it that's going to be needed in the workplace? What are the skills that our young people are going to need to develop further in order to be successful, not just successful, not just survive, but to thrive not even just to thrive, but actually rise into what it is that they're here to do. What are those kinds of skills that they're going to need, which I can assure you are not taught in schools? Yes, absolutely. So, <clears throat> so those kinds of skills are, of course, what I call in my clever curriculum. Uh, so, so the core curriculum, which is taught in schools and which I teach as a tutor, excuse me, is the core curriculum, maths, English, science, all of that. That's kind of ask Google, right? Children don't need to go to school to find that. You can yeah. you can type it in, you can teach yourself, you can watch a few videos, hire a tutor, job's done. Don't need four walls in a school for that at all. So then the second thing is, okay, so that's your intelligence quotient. 
which is where we've all been focusing our time, energy and money since Victorian times. Uh, now, the next thing up, right? So that the next thing along from that is actually your, your emotional quotient. This is where we need to spend more time, more energy and more money. And the only way that we can develop the emotional quotient in our children and teenagers is by developing it in ourselves. Because you cannot teach something that you cannot model. You cannot teach something that your student cannot see. So if you take a simple example like a maths equation or algebra, you go through the steps because you know the steps because you've made sure you've taught yourself the steps, you understand them, yeah. and you can teach them to someone else. Emotional intelligence is the same. People can pick up on emotional intelligence because you have to, but you have to have it first for them to be able to see it. Yeah, it's it's what Gandhi said, isn't it? Be the change you want to see in the world, and it exactly. and, and and our kids are sponges. Our kids mm. um, are model ourselves even even they probably hate to admit it but you know sort of it's they they use us as their role model and so as you rightly say we need to start walking the talk I, I guess don't we definitely and the thing is you know this observational learning this social learning there's lots of psychologists there's lots of uh studies around this and the the point is um studies have been done to show that positive role models can encourage desirable behaviors and facilitate social change. So what we need to think about is, for our young people, who are the positive social role models, right? Who are the people in power? Who is it that they can listen to on podcasts? Who is it that we can turn to as parents and say, actually, look at the way that this woman has stood in her power and held her boundaries and spoken her truth right? And as an empowering young woman growing up, this is something that you can have too, if you want to, right? And it all starts at home, doesn't it? It starts at home. And, and it starts with awareness. Yeah. And it starts with an awareness, even if it doesn't start with an awareness of self, it starts with a problem. It starts with the frustration. It starts with the lack, which is what we have now, that our education system is no longer fit for purpose. That is our frustration. That is our lack. So that is the very pre-stepping stone before the first step, right? And then we're like, okay, so if that's the lack, if that's no longer good enough, what do we need to do? And what we need to do weirdly and counterintuitively is to perhaps stop looking outside ourselves for the answers and it's to start looking inward for the answers and this is where the emotional resilience uh, comes in and the emotional quotient comes in and it's like okay there is not a one-size-fits-all approach yes there's a national curriculum to what everybody in the world can learn in maths but you know, do we have a national curriculum for well-being, for confidence, for um, reassurance, for resilience, for all those things? No, we don't. So, you know, we have to create that. And the other thing that's really important for people listening to this, wherever they are in the world, with whatever situation is going on in the world, the other thing that I really want to, to, to hone in on is that we can all only do the best we can with what we have and with what we know. 
Precisely. I think the thing is, is that many parents are sort of, sit, you know, maybe sort of sitting here going, well, for flip's sake, you've just told, told me that the school system's gone to put, well, how on earth? I don't feel educated to do this. I don't feel qualified to do this. I don't feel confident enough to do this. So you're now putting all the responsibility on me as a parent? Because, you know, the, the, the white, white flag's going to wave, isn't it? So, That's right. And, you know, it's very important, Kai, what you said, because we're not right? Because we have not been raised in a conscious way over many generations. And so now our children, our teenagers are crying out for a different way of understanding and learning and teaching, which we're not properly equipped to yet give. And this is why we need to break down these old paradigms, these old role models, these old uh, ways of measuring success. And it takes a courageous parent to step into this unknown. And of course, you know, there are mentors, there are people like me who can help just to take a few steps. I'm not saying I'm that far ahead, right? But I have taken a few steps well, that's down That's the trick. That's the trick, isn't it? Is it? If you are the leader, the influencer, the parent, whatever you are, as long as you are a couple of steps ahead of your child or whoever you're trying to support, then, and, and remain so, then, yeah. um, but but then that that doesn't really stop us doing the journey alongside our kids. Surely, Absolutely. surely we can do the learning together. Yes, and if I can just uh, tell you something about very very exciting that I did a few months ago. Um, so around June time, when I created this clever curriculum, what we did was we we uh, got the parents to enrol their their teenagers on this, and they were, this is fabulous, blah blah blah. And then um, we gifted a free place to somebody in the family, which was the parent, right? We gifted a free place to the parents. So they were learning alongside their teens. They were learning this mindset stuff, this stuff about visioning, this stuff about building dreams, this stuff about understanding your values, and this stuff about talking with your authentic voice. The parents were learning this alongside their children. And then there were two, there were two pathways, an academic or an entrepreneurial one. What we saw was that mums were building their businesses at the same time that the teenagers were building their businesses or were writing their, um, their personal statements. And so it was very, very empowering because that way the parent was modeling the behavior that they wanted their teenager to adapt but also understanding the journey that the teenager was going through. Yes. I think that's that's what happens is that that's the sort of, um, you know, what we tend to do as parents is sort of, we we nearly hand over the responsibility of personal development and growth to our children as if to say, well, hang on a minute. I'm on the scrap heap. I've done my bit. I can't go any further in my career. I don't want to go any further. I don't, you know, and and we sort of, we're, we're worn out and knackered and so invest so much time in our child's future. When in fact, if we're 40 or 50, hang on a minute, we've got decades left so let's sort of start making it exciting again um you know because I remember when I started my business my daughter was or you know she was sort of 11 and she had she started talking about branding and she started talking about you know sort of websites and and landing pages and it was like this is what we need to do as parents as you say we need to model that behavior to show our kids that there is opportunity that there is you know that, that there's so much more out there rather than just acknowledge the challenges we've been given it's well we don't actually have to abide by all that 
no. in actually and, make that no. future ourselves, but also together as a family. Yes. And in fact, my son said something really amazing to me yesterday. Now, he in school, and I'm sure he, if he listens to this podcast, I apologize, Oscar. But he, since the age of about four, when we used to go to the parents' evenings, you know, even in preschool and stuff, you know, the teacher said he needs a rocket up his you-know-where, right? He's that lazy, like one of those boys that just like, oh, can't get him to do anything, right? Gorgeous, but like frustrating, right? Anyway, he actually said to me, he said, if lockdown happens again, if there's a second kind of wave of it, and obviously by the time people are listening to it, we don't know, there may be, there may not be. He said, I'm really going to use the opportunity to practice a few things, to try a few things. So he's setting up his little business and he's going to use the opportunity to do his market research, you yeah. know, to, to get his branding sorting out, to get his figures sorted out, to get his business plan written, uh, to make some contacts with people on LinkedIn, right? Yeah. If you think about it at the moment where people can't be out and about and perhaps doing as much as they were, for young people, this is the perfect opportunity for them to get their profile sorted, not the Instagram perfect, I'm in Ibiza with my friends, but yeah. think about their LinkedIn profiles. Think about who do you want to contact in your industry? Now is the time that they're going to listen. They're but not also, as busy. But it's also, you know, you're sort of talking about LinkedIn, but even that's sort of nudging children in a certain direction. I yes. mean, we, we, it's, it's important to sort of show, I mean, so many of us are, um, you know, sort of saying that, you know, lockdown has taught us so much that we want to do things differently, that we don't want to get back onto that same bandwagon. And I think it's important to allow our kids not to sort of say also, well, here I am, I'm the parent and I'm going to walk the same journey with you. It's a bit like so saying, well, hang on a minute, go and beat, a, a, you know, your, 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 uh, go and create your own path, go yes. and do something that is totally outside the box that we've never even th- thought of. Because yes. I, I, I'm looking at jobs that the kids are doing now that five years ago weren't even invented, you know, hadn't even been invented. So no. what on earth's going to go, you know, we, we, to an extent, yes, we need to learn. Yes, we need to keep up. But also, we're not qualified terribly no, to we're give not. that sort of advice. It's rather, listen, I'll tell you what, I'm going to give you the wings to fly and 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 I'll be your safety net as well. That's, That's what That's you need. It. That's it. And, you know, many of the jobs that, that we would have aspired our children to become, right, if that makes sense in a sentence, aren't even going to exist that can be done by artificial intelligence. Yeah. So so there's no point in in kind of us saying, oh, well, it's really good to be a this or a that or the other. That that job won't even exist. Yeah. So it's about the skills. It's about harnessing the creativity. It's about having a vision. It's about being able to have that perseverance to take those steps towards that vision. It's about being allowed to fail and to get up and to try again. It's those things that make yeah. leaders and it's those things that will make our children successful. It is. It's building that resilience, isn't it? And that when I say risk taking, I mean intelligent risk taking. Yeah. You know, sort of knowing that, well, what's the worst that can happen? If you try yeah. you know, to, to try and encourage our children to be entrepreneurial, to be inventive, to yeah. look again, look outside the box, to find solutions to problems that actually they are probably better qualified yeah. to, you know, to, to sort of spot than than us with our sort of slightly antiquated thinking. 
Yes, absolutely. This is it. This is exactly this is exactly it. This is exactly what is clever about the curriculum. You know, this is this is what defines somebody who is going to make a real difference for themselves, for their families, for their life, for humanity even, right? This is the difference. And this is what why it is difficult for us because we kind of got one foot in each camp. We're still kind yes. of a bit old school. Yeah. Like, well, like when it feels uncomfortable, we go back to that old way. Well, at least they've got their GCSEs, you know, <laughs> or at least da, 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 right? And that's okay. And I kind of bridge that gap for people. It's like I can give you the traditional core things and we can put some magic sprinkles in. Yes. Thinking slightly differently too. Right. And then if you want to go even further, you know, I've got stuff on the quantum level as well. Right. So it depends where people are at. Um, I do think, however, with my teaching hat on, that those foundation, those core things are really key. Good English and good maths. Right. Well, they are still they are still um, sort of requirements, aren't they, at the minute? You know, sort of, I was speaking to one of my, you know, one of my clients and he sort of said he's got off to do mechanical engineering. And he sort of said, do you know what? You've still got to have you've got to have to, he was going to do a master's. And he said, I still need that degree. I still need GCSE maths and English at yeah. C grade, you know, because. I think the thing is, is for employers, if that's the way our kids want to go, is they still, the employers still need the tick boxes to know. It's a given that, you know, when you're applying, you need to be able to meet the, the requirements on an educational level. What we need to show our kids is the importance of all the other, as you say, magic sprinkles, the, the, the sort of, you know, the entrepreneurship, the confidence, the punctuality, the, you know, sort of um, social, um, you know, the, the, the sort of social confidence and whatever to be able to add more to themselves, I suppose. Yes. But you see they will get motivated, right, to do the English and the maths. I mean, maybe not quadratic equations, you know, hand on heart. I can't see people putting their hands up, but like who's done a quadratic equation in their adult life? Seriously, maybe one or two people who are very like bright and into some crazy world that is a parallel universe to mine. But I don't know a single adult who's used quadratic or simultaneous equations, right, since they left school. But basic maths, what I call everyday maths and financial literacy, I think is so key. Now, if children um, go down this more entrepreneurial route or this creative route, even if they start building their brand, they start building a social media um, presence, uh, whatever it is that they choose to do, even if they're really artistic and choose to sell their paintings or whatever, like there's a lady I know, a mum, and her daughter is, um, you know, a very famous fashion designer at the age of 11, right? Oh, and she travels the world and she's a public speaker, right? And she's, she's a millionaire already at the age of 11, right? Now, she needs English and maths. You can't tell me she doesn't need English and maths. Yeah. She's still got to be able to communicate with her team. She has a team of people out in Bali who are helping her make her clothes. She's still got to be able to, co- to communicate with her website designer. She's still got to be able to, to write her speeches. She's still got to be able to communicate with people so that she knows how to use her money, how yeah. to leverage it, how to invest it, what that all means, how to work out in different dollars and rand and everything else that she's working in. So she's not learning these things through school. She's learning them through life, right? If she wants to create a funnel, she uses click funnels, right? Brilliant. She's one of the dot-com people, youngest people to use click funnels. Well, to use click funnels, you have to be literate and you have to be numerate. 
Yeah. You can't create a click funnel without those things. Yes. So you don't have to go to school to learn them, but you will have to learn them is what I'm saying. That's it. But it's also having someone in your camp, someone on your side to to allow you to have that expansive brain to at whatever age in yeah fact, whatever age to, to to be able to and to want and to have the courage to say do you know what I'm going to do this because I can and because more to the point because I want to because that's mm-hmm. what feeds the soul isn't it is yes. you know, this young chap I was speaking to I just sort of said just stop here is mechanically engineering you the thing that you want to do and his eyes lit up and I went oh yeah no it's all right that's okay because there's no point um and this is what I think many parents are are sort of um guilty of to an extent is is going when when push comes to shove we do go back as you said to the old camp and we go well you know just just yes I understand get your qualifications so that it's a backstop but somehow holding our kids back somehow limiting our children because we don't want to see them fail because we don't want we don't want the world to knock the edges off them too early but I think that's a bit of a shame it is a shame. And, um, you know, it's that fear of failure that we carry as parents of ourselves and for our children. And that's a very deeply ingrained fear. And I work with many, many mums on this. And it usually comes down to some kind of um, inner child wound, right? When you break yes. it down. Yes. The fear of failure is actually a fear of rejection. And the fear of rejection is actually a fear of death. All the way back to to kind of caveman times, right? If you were rejected from your tribe, right, you were left out, you'd be eaten by a man-eating tiger and you would die. It was that simple, right? So we all have innately inside us, in the deepest core of our beings, in our soul, we have a fear of rejection. And that is the underlying driving force of us as parents for wanting our children to succeed. Yeah, okay, got you. Because we feel judged by society, by our family members, by our external family members, by our friends, by whoever it is, by our children's friends, friends, parents, blah, blah, blah. That if, if, you know, our child doesn't end up going down the normal route. Yeah. We get rejected. Oh, she's got that strange child. She's got that. Oh, that's a mother who can't control her. That's a mother who can't. It's all this judgment. But when you peel the layers away, and I've been doing this for many, many years, which is why I got to that conclusion so quickly. Many of you be thinking, I don't know. But that's what it is. It's It's actually a fear of death because fear of rejection is a fear of death. Fear of failure leads to rejection. Rejection leads to death. So it is, it's, 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 it's that primitive wiring, isn't it? The primitive. Yes. We cannot fight it. It's kept us alive as a human well, race. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we can't fight it, but we can understand it and we can have compassion around it so that when we're judging, when we're making those choices with and for our children, we can hold that up and we can shine the light on it. Yes. And we can say, okay, I'm saying this to my teenager because I am afraid that I will be judged as a mother. But, mother, remember that there are no saber-toothed tigers out there. And that's right. And that's, 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 that's the caveat, isn't it? Is, and right. it's, it's allowing, allowing our, our, our I, I think I, I do say our, our kids, but I, I think it's also, especially, you know, sort of mums who are getting to the stage, what I, I, I find a lot, who, who 
whose kids are maybe leaving home or becoming more independent. And we're sort of lost at, at what is my role now? Oh, yeah. And this is where we need to give ourselves permission to go, hang on a minute. This is, again, as you were saying earlier, we need to be that role model. So sitting and sort of benching Netflix with another glass of Sauvignon is probably not the most productive um, approach if we are trying to move forward ourselves and to, so to create that, yeah. That's so true. And that's exactly the position I've been in. You know, my 18-year-old left to live with his dad and I went through a very deep grieving process Um, I was very confused. I was very confused about my role. It's very difficult to be a mother when there's no son to mother, right? And um, I had to do, you know, again, a whole nother whole thing of soul searching and come to terms with the fact And in fact, I've just done a Simply Aligned Living program for mums, which helps exactly with us working out what our purpose here is over and above being a mother. Yeah. That is not the only way to define ourselves. And and traditionally, that was the only role we had. Go and find a good husband or any husband to, to, to some extent who will to all intents and purposes provide for you so that you can procreate and create a family and then your job's done love and and that's sort of really and and you know we're we're, we've now got permission to break out of that mold and I think it's it's I think it's, it's hugely exciting it's hugely exciting and it's absolutely critically important that we as women pave the way for our daughters for our young, for the young women coming through, that they are allowed to have permission to have an alternative to, even if you do get a good education in university, you still end up then getting married and having the children, blah, blah, blah. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there is something in addition to that. Yeah. And that's what makes our role so critical right now in lockdown to pave the way for our young people. I I do remember, and and this is why, you know, so when I was starting my um, sort of business and and I was, as you said, paving the way for my daughter, because otherwise it's sort of, you know, it, it, it subconsciously says, sweetheart, you've only got a certain amount of time before, you know, so go and have the fun, you know, it gets to get it all out of your system because soon you're going to have to do what mum has been doing. And, and to be able to sort of, to show my daughter that actually, you know, you can have fun, you can do new businesses, you can find different parts of yourself that you never even knew existed. I mean, how wonderful is that? As, as you say, it's just opening so many doors to show your daughters that, yeah, they they have the opportunity to fly as high as they want to, not as high as they are allowed. Yes, exactly. And this is a quote that I put in my group the other day. Um, Oh, my goodness. And it came to me and it almost took my breath away, actually. I don't know if I can remember it now. It says something like, our children will only fly when we lift the glass ceiling that we as parents have unconsciously placed above their heads. Yeah. Yeah. How wonderful. Yeah. Like that's really weighted, isn't it? It it, it is, and and so yes, the buck does stop with us, doesn't it? Because we can be telling, go for it, go for it, go for your dream, you know. And then we're sitting here doing the same thing that we've been doing for twenty five years. Yeah. Why should I go for my dream, Mum? What does that even look like? Yeah. 
yeah. right? I mean, you know, an example with my son, right, who's in two households, in two households, and, um, you know, he always wanted to be a film director from the age of seven, right, Alec? And we always encourage him. And, you know, my husband encouraged him too, right, my ex-husband. And, um, but... <laughs> He got very confused because he was living partly with me, partly with his dad. And so I'm, you know, dream builder, life coach, visionary, trailblazer. Like, I'm like, this is fabulous, Alex. Do it. Let's, let's get the equipment. Let's find a way. Let's, let's do whatever it is you need to do. And I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And here's a mentor. And I found someone. I talked to somebody about elite, you know, on a meeting about you. And they said, this is amazing. And giving him all this stuff. And then he goes to his dad and his dad's like, why haven't you done your homework? You know, <laughs> even though you want to do, even though you want to be a film director, you need to get your GCSEs. You need to get a decent set of A levels just to have something to fall back on. And then he comes back to me. I'm going, no, Alex, you don't need a plan B. Be the plan A, right? And that, goes, I mean, that message, that message of just to fall back on, is nearly sort of saying, you can do what you like, son, but I'm still expecting you to fail. Exactly. It's so pernicious. Yeah. Yeah, so we have to watch our language, don't we? We, we really have, do. Yeah, we have to be <laughs> very, very mindful of the future that we are offering to our children. And, and yeah, we, we have to, I, I guess, sort of walk with them and allow them to do it. And I think the most magical thing as well is if we're not sure, and it's okay to totally not be sure. And I say to this to my sons all the time, you know, if we have a bit of a disagreement or whatever, and I go like, hold on a minute, right? I've never been a mother to a 19 and a half year old before. Like this is my first day of doing this. Yeah. Right. I'm learning. I'm still learning. <laughs> okay. Um, and even if you've had many children, then you've got your fourth one coming up and they're like, well, yes, you have. It's like, yes, but I've never been, you know, uh, a mother to a 19 and a half year old who's my fourth child before. Yes. Right. Who's right? doing it this way. Before. Yes, because it's all different. The dynamics change every time. So, you know, you can always use that. And it's not a get out clause, but. It's important to just hold ourselves in some compassion here yeah. as well and say we're all navigating this messy middle world together. We don't have to have the answers. I think that's the thing. And I think as long as our kids realize that actually we are, whatever our family looks like, whatever the makeup is, is that we are operating as a team. And it could be a team with mum and dad or mum and mum or granny or five brothers or whatever it is. As long as you, as, as we all work together as a team, that's, that sort of prepares us, doesn't it? For, for whatever curveballs life's going to throw at us. Because we know, especially at the minute, that that's what's happening. Mm. I think the other thing as well that's come up uh, really clearly for me in lockdown, it's been so important, so interesting um, having new collaborations and new partnerships and new friendships and uh, maybe having others drift away um, is um, about values. And I think that it's very important just to quickly pop in here that it's okay if your teenager has a different set of values to yours right? You yeah. can have family values, which is a bit what you're talking about, where we all come together as a team, right? This is what our family stands for. This is what our family believes in, right? Definitely have those because then that can help with various conversations and boundaries and uh, respect and all of that, right? But it's also important to understand, and this is where there can be, you know, some discord, that actually your teenager's values might, they might even be the same values as yours, but they might be in a different order. Yeah. 
so they you might all have for example honesty as a family honesty might be your number one value they might have honesty as a value but freedom might be their number one value and honesty might come as a third for example so they're going to be honest but not if they value freedom above the honesty right and then of course you're going to freak out because you're going to be like oh da, 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 but you know and now i'm taking your freedom away and uh, you know all of this uh, so this helps as well knowing this really helps because it because then we become aware of our triggers right and we're often triggered when one of our core values is not in alignment it's being knocked And so the reason I'm saying this is because this will help your teenager as well. If you can sit down and kind of have like a a values conversation, just a kind of curious one, not enforcing your values on them, not saying this is what you should value in your life, but just what do you value in your life, right? What are your biggest kind of values that you'd like to live your life um, with? And that will also help them to work out you know, is this course right for them? Is this school right for them? Is this friendship group right for them? Is this career right for them? Is this entrepreneurial idea right for them? Because at the basis of everything we do, every thought and every decision we make, at the basis and the foundation of that is intrinsically our core values and beliefs. You're, you're so right. This is this is um, um, a, a subject very close to my heart, and um, it's I, I've dedicated a, a you know there's a, a big part of well one chapter in my book which is all about values and the fact that they can change as well so it's an exercise that we can you know we we need to do sort of quite often because. It's really, it's a bit like our compass, isn't it? Knowing, knowing, because a lot of people won't even know what we're talking about. What do you, what do you mean by values? So do go and have a look at my book. It's the Teen Toolbox because what that does is it gives us the compass and it gives us the knowledge of especially let's say if you are wanting to start a, a business is what are my business values you know and 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 when someone sort of offers you a suggestion or a solution you go well does that does that sort of you know does it is it in, in line with with how i want my sort of my life to go my company to go whatever so you're you're so right that's absolutely crucial mm-hmm. um but this, this is what you know you can do this with young children you can do this yeah. with of any age and as you say you can revisit it they're not set in stone you can as we grow older our values that we had at 20 of course oh, are very different we have at 50 <laughs> so I mean one of the you know as part of this clever curriculum one of the things I offer is a, a mini kind of six-week program called values vision and voice right yeah. uh, for teenagers yeah. because nobody asks them no you're quite right you're quite right <laughs> And it's something, you know, listen, we could go on all day, but you're quite, it is, it's just, it's worth parents and and kids is just going back to basics and working out, working out where they come from and where they want to go. Yes, yes. Mm. And knowing who they are, if you can get a sense of the bigger essence of yourself, right? Of what it is that, that makes your soul sing, right? What it is that lifts your heart, then if you can tap into that and you're doing something that you love, you will be success. That is success. Well, that's that's it, isn't it? It's what it's the things, you know, we need to go back to. Is this your passion? Is this what makes your soul sing? Because that, my love, is what will get you out of bed on a wet sort of Wednesday in December. 
And that's the motivation. That's the enthusiasm. That's, you know, maintaining all of that through lockdown and and beyond, you know, not just surviving, but thriving and rising into 2020. That is how we show our next generation what to do and how to walk the walk. Hi, darling. Thank you so much indeed. Wow. A lot for us to parents, for us parents to think about. So thank you. I so appreciate your time. And um, I think that's that's got a, a lot, a lot, lot of information for us to sort of chew on for a while. Definitely. Well, thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure and um, you know, happy to have any com- conscious conversations at any time. Well, I shall put all your details in the show notes so people know exactly where to get hold of you. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you found this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share via your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favor, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child and we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love. Bye.